0: The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the Green Peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. Let's make that climb together up the The Green Green Peak Peak. with your host,
1: Richard Zwicky. Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Zwicky with the Green Peak, and joining us today, we have Ed Rosenthal, who is a, you know, isn't just a leading cannabis horticultural expert, but is one of the co-founders of High Times, has been given the uh, nickname of the Guru of Ganja um, by the magazine itself, but is really known throughout the industry as having been one of the earliest advocates um, working across the entire country, has been active since the 1960s, and um, has been really at the forefront of the legalization um, movement across the US and is turned to by people around the world um, for guidance and information with regards to uh, cannabis uh, for medical purposes and cannabis as a whole. And one of the uh, things that Ed's done is apart from sharing a lot of the knowledge is of course writing books to share the knowledge um the first one read I think was published in the 1970s and the most recent one is uh quite recent welcome aboard
2: happy to be with you
1: so Ed you've been you've been heavily involved since day one and you know your most recent book I think uh focuses on you know why grow your own cannabis how to grow it and everything else that's a obviously People started growing their own cannabis back, you know, hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago. It's been cultivated for uh, over, what, 13,500 years that we've documented it by now. But obviously in the last 50 years, there's been dramatic shifts in the market uh, in terms of acceptance, in terms of uh, understanding, which had disappeared with the virtual prohibition that occurred, um, you know, 50 years prior to that. When you look at the market and you talk to people about the choices between growing your own, as opposed to, you know, finding a dispensary and purchasing, how do you advocate for one over the other? What, what's the, Why do you uh, choose that path with people that you're speaking to?
2: People like growing cannabis. It's fun to yeah. do it is and, i mean i
1: grow some and, at home as well so
2: right and you know then it, since you grow it you know that it's addictive i'm not talking about using it i'm talking about growing it
1: oh gardening is very addictive i'm but out in my garden every not, day not, not just cannabis
2: just, but, but <laughs> not just gardening specifically cannabis is the cannabis growing is very addictive because the plants are so individualistic yes. and it, uh and uh you you know there's uh similarities that, for instance, in both the human form and in cannabis, the female is considered the more artful form. Yes. Uh, People often, uh, the fruitful one, and cannabis, unlike tomatoes, think of a tomato plant. Once it starts growing, it starts producing tomatoes. It can have different stages of life. It starts mm-hmm. growing and it starts reproducing. And cannabis like, uh, uh, like humans and animals has different stages of life. It, it, it germinates, it grows for a while, it, it goes into a reproductive state, it produces that uh, seeds and it dies. Mm-hmm. And also, unlike most plants, uh cannabis is dioecious; it has separate male and female plants so you can identify it more differently than you would let's say once again, a tomato or a sunflower
1: oh absolutely
2: both right. sexes isn't the at same yeah so that's that's one of the reasons why it's fun to grow and uh uh and and it has so many different forms and so many different varieties so it can be an adventure and uh the but another reason for growing is that cannabis is kind of an expensive uh kind of expensive so especially if you're a chronic user so uh there's a real incentive to grow and to save so much money and also if you grow your own you know exactly what you what it's been given, whether whether it's had pesticides or not, what mm-hmm. nutrients it's been given. So, they're, they're, those are all good reasons for growing.
1: I, I mean, absolutely. And you know, when I when I look at it in terms of the, you know, obviously it's it's a pleasure to grow uh, anything one consumes oneself. I also grow tomatoes uh, yeah. since you used that example. But uh, um,
2: tomatoes are a lot of fun. They are, but, I, but you grow- see, here's the thing you, it would be very for you to, uh, cross, uh, two varieties of tomatoes because they have, it's called perfect flowers. They have both the male and the female flower at the same time, mm-hmm. because they have both the male and the female, same flower. You would have to take tweezers and pull out either the stamen or the stigma. Mm-hmm. And so that you only have one sex on that flower. And then you would have to take that, do the same thing to the other plant. So it, it's an arduous task. But since cannabis has separate male and female plants, it's easy to separate them and then cross whichever ones you want.
1: Uh, oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. you know, when you're growing, of course, you want to avoid having males around for obvious reasons in your, uh, in your garden, it's better to have lots of females or all females. The very
2: males are very sneaky. They
1: are, they're nasty. It's just like humans. (laughs) (laughs) Once again. (laughs) So, you know, the, the grow your own movement as a whole, I mean, it was integral to the trajectory of the cannabis legislation in the U S and, you know, in in the U S um, like anywhere else, there's been a, a demarcation in the marketplace between medical cannabis versus adult use. Um, now, you talked—you touched on, you know, pesticides and what fertilizers are used and everything else. One of the challenges that I look at and I keep coming across in the U.S. is the lack of federal uh, legislation and regulatory framework, which means that you know there is such a tremendous variety in the plant from a perspective of pesticide use from a, in the commercial plants um, and also of course in fertilizers and like that you're never quite as certain of what you're getting. Do you see that changing over the next couple of years?
2: Not on the federal level but certainly uh, on the state level that there, there are rules and regulations dealing with fertilizer, yep. fertilizers and especially pesticides, which is would, is a big problem. So uh, it's a huge problem. So, uh, so anything that you buy in a dispenser, in a uh, shop in California has been mm-hmm. tested.
1: Yes, no, California has so, been really good, but a lot of states didn't start off that way, unfortunately.
2: Well, I think that they're going to grow to that. It, it would be really good if uh, the standards that are being used for uh, cannabis were also used for our vegetables and fruits because Mm -hmm. they're much higher standards than for um, produce in general uh, commerce.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, in Canada, we have a a much stricter national regulatory framework. And for many years, you were allowed to use a total, a sum total of 30 different uh, pesticide treatments. Safer soap was the most toxic. Organic foods were allowed 30. Right, so the, uh, the way it gets viewed and handled is, is very, very different. And the, the same holds true in other markets. It's not not unique. But you know, I wonder if the, um, you know, one of the things I look at is the adult use versus the medical market. And one of the issues I ran across in Peru, and I'd love to come back to, because um, we're gonna have to take a break in a minute, but I'll start it up just to think about, is you know in in Peru, there were a lot of mothers who were trying to make medicine for their children who had epilepsy. And the reason the laws were changed, and I was quite active in that, was because the president there at the time, uh, Pedro Pablo Kuczynski, uh, recognized mothers were being arrested for making medicine for their kids, and that was aberrant. It made no sense whatsoever, and there had to be a better solution. And unfortunately, Congress was deadlocked and couldn't get through it one of the big uh, fights that ended up erupting, there were were three groups in Congress. There was the group that was hardline against it which had at the start about 75 votes and then the remaining 50-odd votes um, were divided between ones who wanted uh, a standardized, you know, a national framework and others who wanted to allow home growth. And the only way we were able to get the Conservatives on side to the point where, you know, a majority of them voted through the the law was by not allowing HomeGrow to start because the argument was able to be made and, you know, eventually it'll come into HomeGrow was the focus had to be medicine and medicine required standardized inputs. I'd love to come back to that after the break and discuss with you how you see that evolving in the US, but also for certain treatments, how do you deal with standardized inputs? We'll be back after the break with Ed Rosensahl on The Green Peak.
0: The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Elevate your every day
1: with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Sugis infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Sugis now at com or find it in dispensaries throughout
2: California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat.
0: Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back
1: with more
0: of The Green
1: Peak. And we're back on The Green Peak with Ed Rosenthal. And Ed, um, just as we headed into break, we were talking about, you know, the experience I had in Peru. And the really the focus is the question of standardization of the out plans for medical purposes um, where... When you're growing at home, you have a much bigger genetic variety, and if you're trying to treat specific conditions, how do you handle that? And with your experience, you must have run across a lot of that.
2: Uh, well, uh, uh, the I want to look at two different models, and one sure. is a model in the United States, and the other is a model in Germany, okay. in terms of herbal medicine. Mm-hmm. And we can't, you know, you know the difference between uh uh uh, marijuana as a medicine and most other medicines that you take most of most medicines that you take are drugs they're manufactured by humans and sometimes they're artificially manufactured or they're synthesized Mm -hmm. but marijuana is an herb so it's very difficult to standardize it and it's not necessarily good that marijuana get standardized Mm -hmm. because uh, with all of the different varieties and with all of the communication on the internet information about varieties is both readily available and also transferred very rapidly very rapidly so when it turned out that cbd was good for epilepsy it 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 traveled the uh internet network the internet and uh, people learned about that very quickly and were able to choose cbd so uh, cbd type varieties so i think the big thing is labeling that that rather than trying to standardize it everything should be labeled so you know what you're getting so if you're looking for something that's 25 percent thc and 75 percent uh uh, CBD with some limonene in it mm-hmm. uh, that's labeled and not all and so that you have a wide choice of uh, medicines to treat different conditions and people quickly learn which ones help them the most
1: absolutely and that
2: information is transferred so I, I don't think that uh, standard that standardization is is the uh is the answer i think transparency is the answer that that you know what you're getting so that you can make an intelligent choice now in germany um they uh there is a lot more research on herbal medicines and the government takes it uh, more seriously Uh and so there is a lot of stand standardized uh medicines but i wouldn't necessarily say that uh that 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 is uh is is a great is great because you also have uh the effect of all of the medicines being used that that that, uh with cannabis there are uh there are major uh components to it and minor components and so you want the effect of the whole group of medicines together. Absolutely. There's a holistic
1: effect, right? I mean, people talk re- about the entourage or anything else, re- but
2: it's right.
1: not just THC and CBD. It's, it is a combination of a lot of different
2: compounds. And, I mean, and actually, I would say it's that way in a lot of herbs. So, a lot mm-hmm. of the times when you get something that's standardized or extracted so that you get only a, a single uh, uh, ingredient, sometimes a whole herb would, would be better and one example of that is echinacea mm-hmm. where uh, the standardized extracts don't do as well as uh, the whole herb
1: yeah I think you know as part of standardization is there's a bit of a I think there's, there can be a difference in terms of you know with cannabis if you grow the same plant multiple times and the conditions change, seasons during the year, you're going, it's going to express different compounds. Where you've got 150 odd cannabinoids to, to choose from that'll be expressed in different percentages. Standardization would, you know, to me, look is when you find the uh, a plant that has a particular profile you're cloning and growing it in large quantities. You're not just extracting just CBD or just THC or just CBG or just any of the terpenes. You know, to me, that's the that's the pharmaceutical side that's going to evolve where people are trying to manufacture CBD and other things, yeah. and I, I don't believe in that. I, I well, think you're missing out on, on so many of the benefits of all of the other compounds in there, but if you if you're dealing with a, a particular condition, you need the medicine to be the same each time.
2: Well, I, I think um, with uh, with uh, serious medicine for serious conditions like epilepsy and other brain things, mm-hmm. nerve, uh, also nerve conditions of all sorts, that yes, you want something that's standardized. And ultimately I think form the, pharma, the pharmaceutical end of it the high-end pharmaceutical <clears throat> will primarily be um uh <clears throat> those genes will be transferred to yeast and so it will be t- it, so that you'll have sp- very specific manufacturing just just the same way that a lot of our medicines are manufactured today where the uh, genetics are transferred to a yeast and it it's uh, manufacturing it is as simple as brewing beer, so to speak. <laughs> I B- know basically, basically it's that. And then you could take, if, if you're making these individual uh, compounds, then they could be combined in various different ways to make an entourage effect, but a specific one. And so you could get very specific for uh, some of these, uh, for some of the conditions which need, you uh, a very specific combination
1: right and you know I think when you start brewing your own you're missing out on there's no way you're going to capture all the benefits and I uh, personally I think there has to be a there's a middle ground which is not you know the grown on yeast manufactured um, but there is some level of standardization for particular medical conditions But
2: For the you would want to do that you what 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 you would want to do is standardize the conditions that where the plants are grown right. and so if you to do that what you want to do is have a totally indoor situation where mm-hmm. where the, the uh all the entire environment is a controlled environment so they can reproduce it time after time yeah and it's challenging yeah.
1: right it's not easy to do at all <laughs> It's, you know, it's easy to do with large you, greenhouses well, well, on the scale, but the costs get out of hand.
2: Well, I don't know. You you think about it. You go to a box store and you see a plant for five, you know, I'm not talking about cannabis, but, uh-huh. you know, a, a, a vibrant plant for $5 in a 20, 15 to 25 yeah. centimeter pot. And that was grown in a, in a greenhouse probably uh-huh. in a, perhaps even in holland and right. you might be when you pick up that p- container with the plant in it you might be the first person to touch it that's it, true it, it might have been automatically seeded, placed in place packed the you know watered packed irrigated the entire growth pattern and you look around in the greenhouse you say where are the humans and there are no humans there it's all done rob automatically and robotically uh-huh. and so th- there you get very similar conditions you look at those plants there are 100 plants in the in the big box display and you look at them all and they all look exactly the same right
1: well, well that's exactly it and you know i, I and, often use the uh, analogy with people do you want to drink two buck chuck or do you want to drink a nice but no, nice no bottle but, a single but that is wine. that isn't
2: good point we're talking about growing medicines no i understand you know, so so if so When you when you get that kind of standard you were talking about standardization and that's how you get that kind of standardization. Yes, and 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 that those plants have been I would I would not dis those plants because they've been given absolutely the best conditions possible (laughs) for that whatever plant we're talking about. Um, But. I do think that ultimately, uh, you'll go to a uh, you go to a store. You'll buy some yeast, and it will be a Blue Dream yeast. Right. Right. And you open it up, and you put the yeast in in your work. You know the the sure. brew. Right. And five days later, without putting up lights. With- Without air conditioning, <laughs> without fertilizers, yep. but just a little wa- some water and some sugar, basically, right? Exactly. And uh, and then you know you refine it out, and there it is. You have your extract, practically. Mm-hmm. So uh, that it's it would be a whole new world, and lo- loads of people are addicted to brewing.
1: There are, and you
2: know, people yeah, are right.
1: people. You know. Pe- some people choose Coors beer over a nice uh local um, brewery or uh, micro brew that people uh, have different pro- flavor profiles every every time they go in and uh there's there's an opportunity for both and I think uh
2: but, but I'm I' talking about as an individual I'm talking about as an individual you would actually choose what variety yes so to speak oh yeah yeah you, you know so um so you would still have choice, you would still have the entourage effect. Mm-hmm. And uh, only, uh, it, it, you know uh, you know how everything speeded up? Oh, yes. It, it more and more, right? Yep. So instead of 60 days, it would be five days. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> people people <laughs> but, love speed. <laughs> but uh, there's uh, something uh, missing when you miss that whole uh, growing experience. And you,
2: and you grow room are some five gallon, uh,
1: amazing you know, differences.
2: so, so thinking about that 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 would make that would make it much easier for the individual to to actually um grow their own so to speak mm-hmm.
1: that's true very true so we have to take another break but we'll be back in a minute with uh ed rosenthal on uh the green peak i'm richard zwicky
0: the green peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors 2000- Garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success, Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green
1: Peak. And we're back on the Green Peak with Ed Rosenthal. And Ed, you've got a book coming out. Um, what book number is this? And what's well, the focus on this one?
2: I, I don't know. I, I stopped counting, you know. Uh here's you want to see the cover?
1: Sure. I'll read it out for the listeners. Cannabis Growers Handbook by Ed yeah. Rosenthal.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we're on radio we're on audio. We're on radio.
1: So we we have voices. We have voices. Did I put
2: on this beautiful shirt and everything. <laughs> you well,
1: did. Yeah. <laughs> I brush my teeth. <laughs> <sighs> so the books coming out how yeah. will people be able to access it is
2: oh the, the usual places bookstores uh the the internet it, there's an ebook a version of it coming out so and,
1: through your website edrosenthal.com
2: as well yes yeah yes and um you know i have a lot of uh information uh, on my website and have a uh, uh, have uh, vital internet connections and everything. People will enjoy the content on the site, on the site. Yes,
1: no, it's a it's a very thorough site. And the, the book itself deals with, of course, and gives guidance to people who are looking to get started or are already growing, how to improve their grow, but just how to grow cannabis to get the, you know, to, to enjoy the, to get the pleasure of the grow and to end up with a great product
2: to, to consume. Well, the, the way that the book works is it assumes that you know nothing about plants, know nothing about gr- growing or cultivation. And uh, so it starts off by explaining how plants work, how cannabis, when I say how cannabis works, I mean as a, as a growing plant. And then uh, it does go into a little bit about the, the human cannabis interaction but right. then it goes, what it goes into what conditions cannabis does well with, and then how to achieve those conditions. And it's it starts off, um, as I said, assuming that you know nothing about it. But it ta- if if you want the book to take you to a high level, it can take you to a college level discussion. But um, but you but without getting into that and skipping certain parts and some chapters you, it still teaches you exactly how to set up how to grow what the plants need how to treat the plants how to harvest uh, dry and cure them yeah and
1: you know i think that knowledge and, and actually goes oh, and one growing more thing is, yeah. uh,
2: we we avoid jargon oh that's so, good so that as much as well as much as possible so you can read a chapter of the book without uh having read previous chapters right
1: and and that's incredibly important because i know when i you know i became active in the industry about seven years ago now and um, prior to that i was in technology and and built lots of software using APIs. And then I got into the cannabis industry and everybody started talking about APIs and I was very confused. So eliminating jargon is a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's incredibly important for anybody to to actually grow um, some of their plants, whether they grow one or they grow, you know, them every year, it's, you know, it's a wonderful experience to grow something you're going to consume, but to understand all the phases that a plant goes through to provide you that benefit at the end and you know I find that you know as I said I I grow lots of different things I grow we grow cannabis here um, I grow my tomatoes I grow tons of vegetables and it gives me a completely different appreciation for the the things I consume at the end of the day and that's uh, incredibly valuable um, I don't grow my own coffee, although I consume a lot, and I think uh, you and I were chatting before about uh, the fact that uh, coffee is quite addictive, but, you know, cannabis has a history of not being addictive, and it's amazing how one is encouraged and the other is, in some areas, less than tolerated.
2: Well, you know, I think things are changing. For instance, uh, during the pandemic, uh, cannabis was considered an essential product. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Um, now they're giving a pot for vax yes in the United States. are they so, in which areas? Uh, state of Washington they've been okay. doing it and different local communities and also uh, that uh, you know it, it, it went from being a pariah to being an essential product uh, it And has so I, I don't you know a lot of people are still fighting the cannabis recognition as, you know, a useful plant. And I, I think that that fight is over. Uh,
1: I wish it were. Mo- I,
2: I, I, wish think it it were. I think it is for the most part, you know, you're not gonna ever get a hundred percent approval of anything. Of course. Right? So when you get a, a super majority, two thirds of the people saying that that it should be legal, um, I don't care about everybody using it. I, what I care is about people having the freedom to use it. So when freedom you have a choice. super majority Absolutely. of the public, you you don't have to start convincing more people. Yeah. there are people who will never approve of it. so
1: Absolutely. and I think you know freedom of choice is such a basic right. We all should you know it, it's not something that should be limited in any way and uh, this is one of the areas where I just fail to understand why people would think otherwise ed um we're out of time unfortunately for today this has been a really great discussion and i think you know any of our listeners uh, would be well served by downloading your book learning about the process if they haven't grown their own try it if you have you're probably going to pick up some tips that are going to improve your uh, pra- best practices along the way um, and it's been a, been a real pleasure
2: can I just say that Cannabis Growers Handbook, the new book, will yes. be available September twenty-first. Thank you.
1: Yes, perfect.
2: Yes. and it well, you can't see it, but it has a uh, brushed steel cover. I mean, the the color of it is yes, brushed steel. That'll be gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. That'll be gorgeous. We, we think it's uh, we think it's going to be very attractive and. uh Hope people uh, appreciate it. Well, I
1: look forward of. to picking up a copy myself and uh, sharing we'll it with We'll make others. sure you get one. Thank you.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, Ed, thank you so much for joining us today. And yes. thanks to our listeners for uh, joining us as well. I'm Jitswiki of The Green Peak, and we'll be speaking with you again shortly.